1: And we have Leading Conversations, Awakening Your Authentic Self for Soul Growth. And today is the month of April, and I'm a little bit projecting because we're really talking about the eclipse, which is coming up, and that'll be on the 30th. So today is the 24th, almost a week before. So it's the 24th of April. And... We are delighted to talk about the new moon, which is a solar eclipse. The nodes are very close to it. And it's at 10 degrees. It's in the first decan of Taurus. It goes 30 degrees. First 10 ruled by Taurus. Second 10. Yeah. yeah, 10 to would be in Virgo. Okay. Enough details. We're just going to get right into it. We're time for... Archetypal Symbols. Thank you.
0: Synthesizing the current archetypal new moon energies through weaving symbol systems, such as Sabian symbols, numerology, Mayan novel energy days, or even Tarot, connecting to the astrological data and concepts for planets and cosmos, this is your Archetypal Symbols panel.
1: I'm Sue Rose Minahan, founder of Talk Cosmos, an evolutionary and eclectic astrologer and consultant, plus a certified color energy coach. I love investigating mythology's language, philosophizing esoteric fields of eternity, a perpetual student of life, seeing oneness of bodies, spirit of people, animals, and nature. I explore creative expression as an artist, a musician, and write abundantly poetry to stories and celebrate humanity's individuated, co-creative life force experience.
2: I'm Elizabeth Liz Machette, a professional astrologer, intuitive, numerologist, and tarot reader. I'm a certified sacred healing counselor, providing nurturing, in-depth consultations for individuals and couples. I'm an author, blogger, speaker, and international Reiki master and teacher. I create safe space in which to explore the deeper patterns of your life to clarify your current circumstances and help you find your best path forward.
3: I'm Justin Z, an archetypal Astrologer, Teacher and Author. I combine both Western Ancient Astrology and Modern Psychological Astrology with Eastern Vedic Astrology. And I specialize in Predictive, Electional and Karmic Astrology for individuals and couples. I'm a certified aromatherapist, an essential oil specialist, and an herbalist. And I offer remedial modalities of plants for psychological life issues to empower clients with compassionate healing. I also do in depth astrological research into arcane astrological concepts, focusing on the mystical, occult side of astrology.
1: Eleanor Roosevelt once said yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery,
0: and, and today, today is, is a, a gift. gift.
1: And that's why it's called the present. Well, good morning, afternoon, and evening, no matter where you are. This is the panel that relates to the symbols in association with the new moon. And it happens to be the eclipse. Hi, Justin. Hi, Liz. Yes, and I would be thrilled to have either of you and both introduce what you think is really a focal point of this eclipse, whether it's numerology, Sabian, or however you'd like to
3: begin.
2: Well, I look at the uh, eclipse as a new time. So I really liked that you chose the title Spring Cleaning because that seems so appropriate to release and let go of what is no longer required or needed or necessary and to make room for the new to move on to a new beginning.
1: Yes, actually, I think it was Justin that came up because of the purging business. And I realized Justin's having a little difficulty with his technological um, connection. So we're hoping like crazy that he gets back in a little bit of an eclipse energy, isn't it? Where the, that's exactly what we lose the light. And so we're losing here at Justin. But it is spring cleaning at 10 degrees, Taurus, you know, Taurus is that. Energy of our resources, our self-reliance. Oh boy, here he comes back. I think the uh, this so- solar I think your solar eclipse returned Justin. I'm so glad you're like the light coming in and out. Can you hear me? Justin?
2: Oh dear. I think he's frozen.
1: Yeah, I think maybe it's his. Okay, well, what would you say about the numerology? I know that that's a. um,
2: Well, looking at the chart for um, this partial solar eclipse, it was really interesting because the number 11 and 22 are highlighted in this eclipse. The angles of the chart for Washington, D.C. have 29 on the angles. That's the first house, fourth house, seventh house, and tenth house of 29 degrees. So 2 plus 9 equals an 11. And um, we also have uh, Mars at 11 degrees, too. So 11 11 to me is very intuitive. Um, It's wisdom, intelligence, teacher. It's... A responsibility it's a higher vibration and then the 22 um, we have the north and south node and vesta at 22 degrees so that's a 22 is a master builder number um efforts it t- requires great effort but things can be accomplished with the efforts you put forth so your dreams and desires and wishes, you can work on those to manifest those.
1: Yes. Hi, Justin. Are we back after the eclipse? I hope so. I know. I guess we didn't tell people that's going to happen in the morning on the East Coast. It's at 4.28 p.m. And I'm trying to get my slides up, but for some reason I can't. Um, Do you think, Nathan, are they there? Is my slide... Oh goody! Thank you so much. Okay, there it is. Good, Justin. So all we were we were talking about the numbers, eleven and twenty-two, master numbers, and they have a lot to do about spirit, of course, too, and that. So my question had been before the eclipse with your session, what your energy that you see, or what 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 would you say, looking at this chart that jumps out at you.
3: Well, I, I think, you know, the Taurus energy is the primary focus, you know, with the north node there this season and that this is really about getting out closer to, our, to nature and closer to our physicality and really, you know, getting our hands dirty, getting it in the dirt and getting closer to, to the phys- our physical space at this particular point in time.
0: Ooh,
1: physical space. That is so true. Integrating the body that wants to talk, learning its language. That is absolutely um, paramount. With those numbers, Liz, did you find, and I'm sorry, my concentration was a bit uh, uh, diffused, you might say, with the (laughs) Pisces business, because we do have the, the two giants out there collaborating still jupiter and neptune with our vision and our boundaries is in this wonderful energy but it's um not anyway it was diffused so what were you how would you tie in those numbers with the taran tarian energy 11
2: and 22 well it's like to step up and take responsibility for what you want to accomplish and i also wanted to say april is a four months. And April 30th, 2022 is a four. So the 22 breaks down to a four. So Mm. April as a whole requires work and effort. And I think it will give us a, a time to reflect and what is spirituality? What is, you know, my inner and my outer and my community, my town, my state, my country, you know, it just goes bigger and bigger and bigger and so it's like a big reflection of what can I do and it's like it might be you know I can clean a drawer in my house it might be I can volunteer to help my neighborhood do something you know it, you just have to see what is possible you know maybe it's I need to clean out my garage.
1: Four I remember in our little pre-chat the idea of stability And so with all this unknown that we've been going through and four is like four cornerstones, you know, it's stable. It's, it's a building block of, of things.
3: I want to, I want to add to that. And I totally agree with her about that. And I, I, I would point out also that it adds up to six. And so as we talk about six uh, you know, both four and six are both very earth-like uh not uh, earth-like numbers. And six is the sixth house in the chart, which as to, Liz is talking about responsibility and work and service and health. And that six energy is very Taurus-like, you know, uh, of responsibility and physicality.
1: It is. Is it the sixth, the lovers, I think, in Tarot? Yes. Is it? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. the lovers. And I'm thinking the lovers is often thought of as, well, partnerships and whatnot, or Venus. I don't know about Venus, but six. I love six. It's the four directions plus inner and outer. There's so it's 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 powerful. Twenty-two
3: is four <laughs> and the eleven <laughs> is the relationship the inner and outer, right? So that's yes. six. Eleven 11, 22 is six.
1: And Venus and it, that oh go ahead.
2: Originally the lover's card was called the two paths, and a lot of people don't know that.
1: Oh, I like that because...
2: Mm -hmm, Go ahead. I often think of it as a crossroads card. It's like, you know, I've come to a crossroads. Do I turn left? Do I turn right? Or do I go straight ahead?
1: Choice. (laughs) Aries is choice and Libra is decisions. Yes. Plus the whole, the mirror being reflected. And I think intention. Weren't you talking about earlier with, about intention, uh, Justin, because with the nodes, South Node in Scorpio has a, everything to do about intention as far as reflecting how, what we're choosing to. Uh, right. Is, and
3: I think that's, mm-hmm. I think that's a, a, a And I think uh, Liz mentioned that she mentioned um, about the, um, I don't want to say motivation, but she mentioned something about that effort and that, you know, what way, you know, that, um, how did you say Liz? It's about, you know, that you can, I can't come up with the words, but you said it kind of about we have to take action for that and and, and get, do what we're doing. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's about motivation and intention here.
1: Well, I was really driving driving towards the idea of of generosity. That's what I was driving at. Like, depending on, the rewards, but maybe we're jumping. Let's talk about some Sabians. That'll recenter after our eclipse event with the, the the technology. We'll get through all this. It's it's at ten and eleven. Taurus. So ten. Taurus is. Red Cross nurse providing help to others. That's pretty pivotal. Any comments on how you might deepen that?
2: Well, that goes into the generosity that Justin was talking about earlier of how can we be of help? You know, whether it's help to ourselves, our family, our community, how can we help? Because sometimes people need a little help or assistance. I've always had the belief that Every person knows something they can share with somebody else because mm-hmm. somebody's missing that piece of information. Yeah.
1: True. All, yes. Although, boy, that sure brings home to the idea that some people are very sensitive. And I'm not disagreeing at all, I'm just elaborating. People are very sensitive about getting what they feel are suggestions. So it's, I guess, part of that key is if they ask then you can provide and just what they ask for because it's so easy to consider, oh, I have some valuable information. I think I'll hand it over, which is probably the Jupiterian energy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> You're smiling like yeah. a cashier cat there, Justin. Yes. <laughs> no,
2: I'm trying
3: because I know there's going to be some crackling air in a with my microphone. Oh, don't but worry I, about I
1: it. I... Just speak.
3: Yeah okay but no I, I totally agree with Liz what she's saying there I mean and I think the Red Cross nurse you know Dane Rudyard talked about that sort of that humanitarian consecration to humanity uh, type of energy that this Taurus is about um, uh, uh, receptivity with others and um, and caregiving and generosity yeah so everything you both said I wouldn't add it I would really add to it
1: well, just looking at that chart, which we have up for everybody, and this is on the East Coast, this chart is pretty compact. The planets are still orbiting very tightly. In a, So wherever they are in your location, they're going to be highlighting. On this case, it's in the Western Hemisphere. So it's like it's all hanging out. You know, when it's on the Western Hemisphere, it, that energy, according to that idea. Well, that, I, I
3: might... I might point out at the chart, you know, here we're talking about generosity and the and, and in this chart, the moon showing up in the eighth house, you know, mm. stuff coming to you, money coming to you, you know, resources coming to you from others. Again, back to giving and reset, you know, we got the, that that's really highlighting that second to eighth house uh, opposition, the houses of resources of, of what we give and receive, you know.
1: And the sudden, oh, good. And the suddenness of it. With that erratic planet of of change, Uranus, that's so close, you know, in between the nodal point the, that we're all heading towards, and of that, so that's a change. I guess be receptive to quick, unexpected changes because these Especially last with a long... resources. Yes, and with... <laughs> well, I guess I can go both ways, can't it? So being that's all good. Yeah, I think so. I think we need to think of the of the better part of, of things and whatnot. So and and Jupiter 27 right with Venus. Now what that would be the harvest moon or the moon illuminates a clear sky. So harvest, I know we debated whether to add that, but it is the the reaping of what one sows, you could say like. Out there, it's like when, in other words, it, that energy between these benefic, well, sup- the the generosity, you know, talking about generous Jupiter is huge. It expands, so hopefully, it is with whatever it expands, it could be uh, generous. But here, it looks like fulfillment. Yes, is that what? Well, what and it seems like it?
2: efforts put in now they're paying off. It's like you've gained your reward it for work well done, Justin, Mr. Crackle. Yeah, I,
3: I would. I would agree. I would. I would definitely agree. You know, and and it started showing up in the area of work and health in the house of health and work. So
1: it's worth it. Um, Keep going.
3: Yeah, there's a, there's also I think a little bit of certification of worth here they, that happens with this this abundance and fulfillment. There's a there's a thing about fulfillment and abundance as we we move into um, that Taurus energy of sens- sensuality and physicality, you know, this may be a time when people are feeling more need to really get closer to others, you know, with that Taurus mm-hmm. energy and, and also get closer to the earth, get outside, get your hands dirty, you know, it's, you know really feel the moon energy, the garden, the, the plants, and 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 define some sense of connectedness with that satisfaction earth
1: Earth day was just on the 22nd a couple days ago and i know walking barefoot however you can that also connects a person right into the ground and that it's Spring, so it's a good time to connect with all the butterflies. And I think there's one here too that's talking about butterflies. Which one was that? Well, it no matter, no matter. That's okay. Doesn't? Yeah, there, there's so many with Sabians. It's like, how do they make? How how do you, to add them all together? But I think with earth we have so much that of course that whether it's the globe the whole earth or with the the events going on and then of course our climate and nurturing and and as you say doing something that we can i think liz you were bringing that up just to 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 declutter and make space for the new things it's always that event you know with an eclipse it's For the unexpected, yeah.
2: I noticed um, on Facebook the other day when I was looking that people had really nice items that they were passing on and giving them away free so that what a reward for the person that receives, you know, whether it's pots and pans or a shelf or clothes or toys for children or, you know, it's kind of nice to pass them along. It's like it could be my junk or in my way and it can be somebody else's treasure. Yeah. And and then the Sabian symbols we're talking about, gardens and um, the gardens providing, it's like, to me that speaks to self-nurturing and allowing things to grow. So we take care of earth and earth will take care of us, so to speak.
1: And it can be immediate. It can be right in your own territory. I know that our condo association here, We have our annual meeting and one of the I'm glad to have one of the subjects will be about how the garbage is being recycled. Because here in Hawaii, we don't have the great recycling that Seattle has, which I think Seattle is one of the blueprints for the nation when it comes to honestly speaking with its tremendous. Of course, neither one of you are living right directly in Seattle, but I had for all those years. And there you can take your food And put it in with your yard waste. And then a company comes and uh, buys that or is given that and makes compost out of it. And then people buy it. But it's such a total Scorpio Taurus experience. And then all the other uh, factors here we, I mean, as far as recycling, here we can put our glass somewhere and they make it into. I don't know what they do. You have to go up there and do it along with um, cardboard. But hopefully the energies may brainstorm how we can begin to recycle plastic or to come up with something different instead of plastic. Wouldn't that be grand? Any ideas? (laughs) Any ideas that come up to mind? I keep thinking if, oh boy, we lost Justin again. If we could just have something that if you added a little ingredient to it, boink, it would just dissolve, you know,
2: change, like
1: (laughs) shape-shifting.
2: Maybe not make so many things out of plastic because here in the Northwest, and I think a lot of states that they're thinking differently of how to make the the bags that you carry your groceries home in. Like I have reusable bags that I, you know, can use over and over and over that I've been using. So I'm not using so many plastic bags. And if there's not a need, it won't go into the waste centers and, um, become a problem. Um, I know like you know there's I think they call them earth ship houses that they you know will make a wall with bottles and cement and then they'll fill plastic jugs and do something else with something else. So there are certain projects they use some of the plastics. I think even in Haiti when they had the earthquake they did some earth ship houses down there.
1: I, I was in a house that was built very similar like that with bottles in the walls. He was an architect. It was exciting, just in your back. But with that thought about plastic, I know that Talk Cosmos will be involved with, NORWAC, and for those people that are in the Northwest and going, come down and visit, we'll have a table. And I am working on trying to get a T-shirt. Now it's gone back and forth whether we'll do that, but somebody else was reminding me that might be a good idea. And I happen to see Earth Day celebrate through a bio, I wish I could remember the name of the, anyway, whichever group with a t shirt that was made of cotton and plastic. Now, I don't mm-hmm. know how that would, how would that wear? I don't know how the plastic <laughs> would wear, but I thought, oh, I'd love to find a, do that for a t shirt.
3: Well, you know, we already have plastic with on our, in some of our clothes with polyester. So,
1: <laughs> oh, rats, that's right. And it's fabric, polyester. So. Oh, that's right, yeah, I forgot about that. No, I okay. don't
2: like polyester myself either. <laughs> I
1: don't either never did.
2: I and like natural fabrics that breathe
0: very yeah.
1: true breathing now that's a good thing for this for the na- for the world. we think of the algae on the ocean because the ocean is so uh as an emphasis here with this chart that with this eclipse that we're, you know, it's, it's very, it wants to be listened to it. The recycling of the waters want, want to be heard. uh If, if, yeah. So, and breathing, I'm just thinking of the air with the.
3: Right. Yeah. Well, you know, there was, there was something else that I was going to mention about the chart that, you know, here's this big component we're talking about, Earth and and this Taurus energy. But then there's this sort of, because it is an eclipse and it's an inflection point, a sort of the end of a cycle, beginning of a cycle. And I think we see that with that mid-heaven in in Gemini, which talks about uh, the Sabian symbols, about a person gets a second chance and that it's kind of liberation from the past. And then that Lilith there, is is talking more about sort of one flag being raised and then you know one lord being one being raised. So we I think this is at the end of the day some type of inflection point. I'm not sure what you two think about that.
2: Oh
1: yes, Liz, go ahead. I've got oh. this perks my brain. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> well and yeah, I agree with that. It's like, you know, it you know, like going within and reflecting and you know, seeing what you can gain from inner knowledge, but it also talked about um, reading an old scroll to gain knowledge to start something new. It's like also include some old information with it, but yet reform it and make it new.
1: It's right close to my chart and also to the original Cosmos chart, which was 29 Virgo Ascendant and 29 Gemini at the MCA. We have to break for a moment, but I love this idea of the liberation to just like we're saying, purge, clean out the closets, do the spring cleaning, change your evaluation of what you, why you're being generous. What, what, what are you getting back from what you get so that you can release that and receive new and get the unexpected. Oh boy, well, we will be back with archetypal symbols with Justin Crockett, Elsie, and Elizabeth Liz Mochette. Thank you. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We're currently in the period of Taurus, By leaving a cycle based upon initiation, the energy of Taurus integrates spirit into a solid form of matter that is tangible and physical. It's an Earth sign concerned with self-sufficiency and the values to maintain the strength of a life form throughout its survival.
0: It's Dr. Laura Tad, and I wanted to let you know about my course in Personal Mythology. Now offered as a self-paced online class, you can explore the stories you live by and those you have inherited from your ancestors, culture, and society. This course comes with eight 30-minute check-ins with me as you move through each of the modules. Enrollment is ongoing. For more information or to register, please go to my website, mythicsky.com. Or, if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So, grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Dan Kusel, Jungian psychotherapist and astrologer, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, where we explore the connections between the movements of the planets and the evolution of consciousness. Self-help, healing, spirituality, and more on Alternative Talk, 1150.
1: We're back again. This is April 24th, and as our typos, symbols, I'm Sue Roseman, and we will be, Top Cosmos will be at NORWAC, so come check us out. That is 26th, 27th, no, 27th, I'm sorry, that's a Friday, 28th is a Saturday, and 29th is Sunday. And in fact, we'll be back on the 29th to chat in the way about Gemini. But right now we're talking about Taurus because we have a major 10 degree, 28 minute Taurus solar eclipse happening on the April 30th at 428 PM in the East coast. And of course, check it out when it is. And you, do, if you go to, talk cosmos. At the bottom of the page, you can change any of the times. In fact, it also tells you a little chart of where all the planets are. There's resources there. And every month, for every event, I'm going to post how to get to the YouTube channel. So I'm hoping to improve all these things. We just spoke as a culmination of our conversation with Liz and Justin about the, this particular chart representing the United States because it is on the East Coast and that's where the capital is and whatnot, that's what we use, is that liberating. and what, But also the hard work involved with all the numerology, that insight, this is, this is definitely where our intention matters. It always does. It, it rules everything. But the point is, I noticed, Liz, you brought that it's a four hour in your notes that you shared with me, a four hour eclipse. And it will be over South America on the west and south end, the Pacific, the Atlantic, Antarctica. So that's more in the southern region of the world, just so if people want to know. And I was thinking, too, uh, the the nodes. I know that both of you are, you know, with these nodes at 22 degrees and 21 degrees, both in Taurus and Scorpio. Interestingly, and I'll just start it off because you both research and, and, and integrate these much more than I have. And I'm loving to learn this, which I hope our audience is, too, that this north node at 22 degrees is a white dove flying over troubled waters.
2: It's like we're able to overcome chaos <laughs> is what I would say. What about you, Justin? Um, Yeah, I think, you know, when we talk about,
3: just to kind of step back here for a second, this energy between scorpio and taurus which are always uh, an opposite of one another sort of that tension string or um, seesaw effect here that that the scorpio brings in that spirituality that self-transformation and taurus brings in that need to accumulate into one's safety and security so one's renunciation one's accumulation you know so i think that's sort of the kind of the Bigger or charging thing this year, and why everybody's going to be definitely more uh, concerned about inflation and, and where our resources are at. But I think I, I would agree with you that saving symbol that um, talks about uh, a dove. That at the end of the day, everything's going to work out okay. I think um, you know Dane Rudyard with that one particular symbol uh, said it it, it. it related to certification of worth. So I think, you know, when we talk about Taurus ruling that second house of values, it's it's really about what is of um, value, you know.
1: It's beautiful. And, you know, the second one, that the Sabian itself going towards 21 degrees. Oh, we lost Justin. He'll be back. He's having that crackling business. And maybe that's Iran is here already activating, getting in with that electricity electrical energy. I think your electrical energy, Justin, with Uranus is really knocking on your door. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh. Well, no, at at Norwalk, we'll we'll be able to figure this out. Yeah. Do visit us. Well, all three of us are going to be at that table. It'll be a lot of fun. So at 21 degrees Taurus, and this is so interesting for me because I Again, every morning I do my three pages, mostly. Then I do a little poem, and then I do a picture. I'm trying to work between the pictures and the words and expression and what's it all about. And and what it says here is a finger pointing to a line in an open book. And, Liz, you mentioned what is this meaning to me personally or to anybody personally is the idea. And that's what I did. I was talk, thinking about moon stories and and I had the hand over the heart and, and, and the other hand looking at this book with story and at the why couldn't figure out which way, how the why ended, you know, because you could do it with the little tail going this way or that way. Anyway. So it was just a little focus to say that really it's those choices that we make with our alignment, with our intention, with everything our story. So, yeah, a finger, a finger. Now, is that mercurial, do you think?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're definitely in a time where, well, of course, this shows with Mercury in uh, Gemini, and of course, Ceres is in Gemini. So this is a really good time where Of communicating with others and and people are going to be really nurtured by getting out and getting those, you know, that talking going with relationships and great time to communicate with others, you know, so there's a little bit of material energy here that's very strong.
1: Well, thank you for that feedback. And also with Mercury or with Gemini, actually, as we know, it's not that one always has the object in mind. It's the it's the discovery during the process. So it's very important, as you say, to connect, to really release what maybe hadn't been recognized until you have that bartering, pattering back and forth with somebody.
3: Well, actually, and you're talking about it's about. What did you say about new things, options? Well, I forget how you just stated that, and that, and 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 I think uh, I don't know if Liz did or you did, but I mentioned there that the um, the Sabian symbol for the Mercury is a glass-bottom boat. You know, oh. with all this new stuff happening and new dimensions, you know,
2: new things going on, <laughs> discovering things below the surface. I love
1: Ooh, it. Yes, let's, <laughs> be, let's get, all right. Let's get to the South Node. That's it. South Node Scorpio. <laughs> So i, want, mm-hmm,
2: I yeah. wanted to mention that um for those listening and seeing this that the nodes we go backwards because they travel backwards so we're going backwards a number each time so if people are like well wait the other ones all went forward oh, a number thank so thank you that they understand what we're doing so i just wanted to throw oh. that in real quick but go ahead and go to the south node
1: i'm glad you reminded me yes ma'am that's beautiful so it was 22 scorpios where it's at now right yes okay yes they're in the second house which is a polarity of course and it's hunters shooting wild ducks hunting food or a competition and then it goes to the one the next one following which is towards zero at 21 obeying is conscious a soldier resists an order conflict of values and beliefs so it sounds like really a lot of this choice decisions that we have to make that i guess justin you saw right off the bat
3: well and liz said that too that's what that was the word i was trying to get to what was that word she was talking about with choice or taking action and that kind of speaks to the if we look at the sabian symbol for the ascendant which is you know this bald-headed man seizes power it's and dan rudyard talks about this is about okay the power of will. I'm going to take this power and I'm just going to make a choice and move forward with it. You know,
1: I find it very important to remember that we have the choice of just taking control of what we know we can do. Uh, That had been advice given to me just recently because there is this diffusing energy that is dissolving things with Pisces, you know, with Jupiter and Neptune having been conjunct and, and continuing in close relationship, which they are right now. And in a week, there'll be three degrees, but then as we can see, Venus, the harbor of, of desires is involved. And so it's going to keep accentuating it. But what I'm, what did I get back to? What, what was I saying? Yes, that um in other words, we can not to get overwhelmed or, or, confused, which is the other possibility when there's so much being available in, in, that abundance, but to rather take stock and work at figuring out what you can take control of personally.
2: Yeah. Yes. And then the South node, um, the twenty-one degree, um, the conflict of values and/or beliefs. Um, it's like we've been working with a set of beliefs, and are those still value valid to me today? You know, maybe they were valid five years ago, but today they might not be valid for me. So, um,
1: or two hundred and forty-eight years ago, mm-hmm. thinking about the Pluto return with the United States. You know, we're going to have our second series part. July 3rd, Justin will be part of that, and there'll be some other panelists. And it's something we're all really, I think, subconsciously dealing with all the time on a very major scale. Like how right. much inc- yeah, inclusivity and, and how do we get to that ideal? Because Saturn is still in its noble elevated brotherhood sign of trying to connect on a new terms, you know, in Aquarius, getting new structures.
3: Well, and you know, speaking to that, uh, making a choice, you know, the, the, um, on that, the sun and the moon, the 11 degrees in Taurus talks about a woman uh, watering flowers in her garden, which is uh, uh, this cultivation or that as we move forward to this inflection point, we have to take a choice in action and nurture what has to be, has to be next, you know? So there's a cultivation happening here that we have to do. We have to nurture and care.
1: And what do we think of, I'm going to throw this out. Folis is that little pineapple down at the bottom that looks like a pineapple in Capricorn. And of course it is, mm, you could say, in a good flowing energy with this new moon, this solar energy—they're both in Earth signs. And Pholus is that Seer, or the—I just know you know—he's a Centaur. But it is energy that is very important in some ways. How would you think? Is there a way, Justin, that you might encapsulate some of that meaningfulness of?
3: Well, I t- I, I find that. Valos as a general rule brings in sudden change, you know, because that's part of the mythology that accident that oh, that's change. right. Yeah. And um, being that it's in the the structure there that we're still dealing with in the background of some things happening of ch- sudden changes in our structure, I think the um, the Sabian symbol for this and, and Liz, if, correct me if I'm wrong. It's the veiled prophet, I think here that oh. we're talking about. And, and so there's a little bit of, um, of um, how do I say, um, real charisma that could come out at this particular point in time and people mediating issues and communications and relationships. Well, that'll be one of those things that pops
2: up.
1: Veiled prophet.
2: And I didn't look up the Sabian symbol for fallus because I don't use fallus, so sorry. <laughs> no. no,
1: that's okay. But if you had other thoughts or something, that's that's fine. And um, so action. It looks like we're going to have to have action, regardless. Action and our what we align with, and that part with spirit, releasing, surrendering, ag- acknowledging. That maybe we don't see it all and let the sudden things come in. It gets really back down to figuring out what our intentions, why are we choosing what we need. So we can really reboot, I guess. But it's not an instant reboot. It's a
3: spring cleaning.
2: <laughs> spring
1: cleaning.
3: <laughs> right.
2: And so many changes on the ways. Um, I want to go to Mars if that's okay. 11 Pisces traveling a narrow path, seeking illumination. So I, to me, that was speaking to, um, seeking to become better. And, you know, and it's like, if everybody's working on being better, that's a a wonderful gift.
1: Talking about the present. That's right.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And you know, um, The um, uh, there's a part of that, too, that I think kind of also kind of highlights what's being said with the um, with that north node in Taurus of this of the, you know, where there's sort of the certification or qualification that that comes into play here so that as we move forward and make choices and we you know this is the Taurus season of generosity, giving, receiving, that <clears throat> that and we, we're thinking about what's worthwhile, what's valuable, including ourselves, that that there's some element and we were talking about this before the call about where are we looking for validation or certification of values and worth. Um, and that we look more inward versus outward. This this is interesting because this this where they're they're you know that brotherhood uh, based on that Sabian symbol. They're looking for some type of qualification or certification here. I think we could take that internally and say you know where are we looking at for certification of our worth with this Taurus energy? Do we feel that we need to be generous in order to be worthwhile, or 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 vice versa? You know where is that happening at for us?
1: And and very, thank you for identifying and bringing that up, because as we had said, too, it's really what's the payoff in that process of spring cleaning if we realize that why we're being generous, because as you had mentioned, it's our birthright. Everybody, people are generous by nature for various reasons. And it's why, what is that purpose? Because we, we're social people. We learn through others. And so, therefore, we watch others. And depending on the personalities, which has everything to do about astrology a lot, too, that concoction of your own energy system, how much we rely on others versus our own self. And then get, I often think of check and balance, right? Just like right. in government, people are like a natural check and balance system.
3: And as we know, Mars and Pisces, it's this assertiveness that's that's um, compassionate and sympathetic okay. and empath- empath- has empathy and needs to, you know, give, give of oneself to something greater, you know.
1: So doing it to yourself, I mean, giving this gift to oneself is really valuable. It's a healing process. That's. I, yeah. From what, yes, you were saying, like uh, traveling a narrow path, seeking illumination, but becoming better, you know, for within. So if there was something that one wanted to toss out and revise, then having compassion for that. Yes, it all.
3: Well, that that kind of, then again, takes us right back to the ascendant, Virgo which is trying to refine or perfect. And, and of course, the, you know, I think the, the other part of that saving symbol for that was uh, that uh, after a crisis, you know, there's some realignment with truth that has to happen, that the, that the second one on the, the ascendant. So it's asking us how, where do we look to, to find this betterment? Then it's whatever our source of truth is, back to the Mars and Pisces. Has to assert what its inner truth is.
1: Well, that's yeah. the best part about a chart is it keeps moving around and reflecting back and forth. In fact, that makes me notice that despite all the Sabians in this chart, there's a tension point between Saturn of regulation, authority, tradition, all these structures that's in this innovative new Aquarius elevation brotherhood. And some trauma too for all the changes sign that it's toggling us between resources, accumulation, purging, being, you know, between the knowns. Yeah. Right.
2: Yes. And the Uh symbol for that is a teacher having overcome her passions teaches deep wisdom in terms of, in terms of experience, learning to overcome her obstacles. So there's been a lot, that we've been talking about today, about overcoming, making improvements, letting go, purging. (laughs) It's like the theme, it just kind of keeps building on the same.
1: Oh, and there's the butterfly. The next one, 25.
2: Okay, go ahead. (laughs) You can read it, Sue, because you were talking about it earlier.
1: A butterfly with the right wing more perfectly formed. So you would said compensate balance. But these two energies, it is interesting because again, with sabians for our audience, it's in a certain number. So we're including that. But then it the savings are often the next number rounded off. So it's kind of where you're from and where you're going. There's always that part.
3: Yes. And yes. Dane Rudyard talked about that butterfly one and it's by the way it's not the only butterfly in the sabian symbols uh, but it, it this one particularly he talks about it as a transmutation of emotional energies
1: so that's exactly with the where they're coming from a teacher someone that's accustomed to having it down together right you're on teaching you're listening type attitude <laughs> and but but overcoming this this um, energy passion meaning because you can get really caught up in all of that and instead teaching the wit as what i was saying you know passion one can get over uh exuberant and not listening to themselves and instead well nevertheless no it is is having overcome her passions oh i see having overcome so in other words now it's the is the experience, the experience that one's teaching
2: through. Okay. The professor using the yeah. wisdom.
1: <laughs> the professor using, we're, I'm repeating so that Nathan, Justin, who's popping in and out like <laughs> a strobe light here. <laughs> <laughs> He's a solar
2: flare today. <laughs> is
1: there a, pi- maybe there's a, uh, anyway, right. chaotic mercury (laughs) well it could be mercury or maybe it's pluto i'm looking at pluto
3: chaotic mercury there oh you know that's the other thing too i don't know about you all but um i i sometimes you know i i notice how the planets affect us personally in our daily lives Mm -hmm. right so if i can't focus i'm like okay where's that moon at is it in a fire or air sign because that's all like all over the map. Right. And, and lately I've been, last week, I'm like, I can't read. I just can't focus. Oh Oh, yeah. Of course. Mercury has moved into Gemini. (laughs) It it wants to, it's it gets bored easily. It can't focus. Let me look at this. Ooh, nice shiny object over there. Ooh, shiny ball over here.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And besides that, I'm glad you brought that point up because I have my Saturn at zero degrees. Virgo, meaning any time any of the signs go into that zero degrees of immutable, it's haywire. It's like, it's <laughs> razzle dazzle. You know, and my poor, I need not, not put it in that sense, but my capable Saturn in discerning <laughs> Virgo says, boy, you put a lot on the table today. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, I and guess. I want to mention that Pluto... Um, goes retrograde a few hours before this partial solar eclipse on april 29th it say that retro-
1: again please the, the pluto planet pluto did- goes oh,
2: great yes. on april 29th you know not that many hours before this eclipse so i think that that'll even make this eclipse more juicy and strong um, good point liz because
1: they're all direct that's right i'd forgotten mm. there's it's Go ahead. Justin. You know what that
2: makes me think? And
3: I, hopefully I'm not crackling Mm-mm. again. No. Um, uh, that makes me think that that Pluto, there's something Plutonian that we haven't, that, that we're carrying over into the next cycle here mm. that we're not done dealing with yet with Pluto going retrograde just before this eclipse says, mm, nope, we're not done yet. Gonna <laughs> gonna have some more plutonium stuff going on in the next cycle here.
1: Well, I will say once again that because of this United States that we're living in, we have a Pluto return as according to the July fourth, seventeen seventy-six chart. That of course, and we have a minute here, we can still talk this out. And so on the third of July, I think it's the sort of July, it's going to be the second exact and it will be retrograde at that point. And then of course on the twenty on Christmas Day, it'll be, I think, the third one. And so we have that little mini-series, Justin, you're with it with Sam Reynolds, and then we're gonna bring a couple of other people on to talk about it. And I think that's really the fact that with all these micronisms within ourselves. We need to figure, it's relating like the big river, little drops into the big river for all of us to reconsider how can we be more brotherly and inclusive and compassionate with our resources for all.
2: The eclipses are coming. The eclipses are coming. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you, Justin. Paul (laughs) Revere. That's it. See us at Norwalk, and we'll be there. Thank you, Liz. Thank you, Justin. It's
0: been great. Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway.